And welcome to Tag Man and Outdoors Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jeremy. And uh, we're doing things totally, totally different. Tonight, we're coming to you from the couch at the house. And I have a wonderful guest. Greg's not here. He's not forced into it this time. And um, why don't you just tell everybody who you are? Oh, my name is Amy, and I'm Jeremy's girlfriend. Yep. I have one of those. I convinced her. <laughs> Hoodwinker. Got you all, uh, hmm. I don't know how to put that. Got you all confused and got you decided to be my girlfriend, huh? All memorized. All memorized? Mm-hmm. Mesmerized? Mesmerized. Is that the That's word? That's the word, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, quickly explaining while you're with me. so anyway um as y'all noticed it's gonna be a different kind of episode i was talking with amy and i was thinking about that we need to do an episode and actually have some of the our women's on here and for one i need to tell you thanks thanks for supporting this crazy life that i live and this uh obsession with uh the feathered fowl and making them fall out of the sky even when they don't migrate and uh for chasing all the fish and for always having to buy more fishing tackle and buy new boats and waders and guns and shells and all this shit that I accumulate and uh actually supporting it but uh so I've got to know what it's like on your end of the deal I mean I leave the house at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, sometimes 7, 8 o'clock at night to go on these hunts and take off. And I'm gone pretty much the all morning, get home about, what, noonish, one-ish, something like that. Yeah. So what's it look like for you? Because I know for me, it's just like we're rolling and we're so wrapped up in it. Like, I don't, I'm the worst. You know this. I'm the worst. I, I don't even think. Oh, I should probably text Amy or I should call. I should let her know where we are or whatever. I just, you have my location. If you're really that curious, you can see where I'm at. Yeah. But uh, we're all wrapped up in the blind and we're all laughing, cutting up, and calling ducks and having a good time. So what's it like around the house here whenever, whenever I'm gone? What's it like for you while I'm doing all this? I mean, it's just nice. It's peaceful. I can just have that time for myself to... Either just been watch my girly show on Netflix and not have to worry about if you like it or if me bitching about why I watch girly shows. Yeah, and then I get to sleep in in the mornings. It's pretty nice. If you can call seven o'clock, sleeping in. That is sleeping in for us. Um, I mean, it's kind of nice because I just get to have that time just for myself. I mean, sometimes I'm like, well, gosh, when is he going to be home so we can actually do something for the day? But Yeah, I bet that part does get kind of... Because by the time, if you were to get into something, by the time you're getting into it, I'm getting home. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's not a big deal. I mean, it's only, what, three, three and a half months, maybe four months out of the whole year? 60 days. Yeah. I mean, so, it's a good... It's a good balance. like Yeah, and if you break it down, and I don't know you and I have had this talk, and I've even said it on the podcast a few times, if you break it down, it's 60 days of season. Of those 60, I think there's only like 15 or 20 of those that are actual weekends. Mm-hmm. That's not counting holidays and stuff. So it's really only like 15, 20 days that you get to hunt. So it's not like, and they're not even consecutive days. It's I'll hunt Saturday and Sunday. I'm home by noonish. And then we have the rest of the day. So it's not like I'm gone, like, for three or four days on end or even the entire weekend. Yeah, and it's not like you're going out of town for, like, <clears throat> multiple days. Right. So, like, we still see each other. We still get to spend our time together. If we had something planned, we can still go to that. Like, right, and everybody knows. Everybody, at least in my family, knows that if there are plans to be made during duck season... You either making them later in the day, mm-hmm. 
Or just know that Jeremy's either not going to be there or he's going to be there late and in camo. Yeah. And that's just all there is to it. Right. Well, we haven't really run into issues with it. Like, it's... Honestly, no, it works out well. My family knows, like, holidays <laughs> and stuff are planned late enough because they know I'm going to hunt. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all there is to it. <clears throat> so, yeah. we And we haven't really had any conflict with that at all, you and I. I, I don't understand why... You know, relationships get put in a big strain during this time of year. And I honestly don't understand it, but I look at things differently as well. I feel like, like you said, it gives you time to have your you time. It gives me time with my buddies, mm-hmm. you know, to have some guy time. And, I mean, I love you to death, but I can only watch girly shows and do girly things with you for so long. Yeah, and, I mean, every relationship needs their... Like, each individual needs to do their own thing. Like, we don't have to consume each other's life 24-7. So, this time of the year, it's kind of nice to have that little bit of extra separation, I guess you could call it. Because then it just makes us cherish that time that we do have together just that much more. Exactly. And then come springtime and whatnot, like, you and I fish together a lot. Mm -hmm. A lot. In fact, I I like to call you catfish because of a fun little time (laughs) we had. Uh most painful day of my life. I'll tell so that. Far. We'll, we'll get to that story in a minute. Okay. But I definitely, definitely, uh, you wore that catfish fin very well. I have a scar for life. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, and then once spring rolls around, you and I spend a lot of time together on the water running mm-hmm. catfish lines and, um, going to your mom and them's up at the lake and mm-hmm. chasing bass and perch and stuff. And, uh, hell, just, Drinking beer at the sandbar, yeah. just riding, riding the mox bows on the by in the boat, mm-hmm. and just seeing, seeing what we run into, seeing the sunsets. Like, I love that. It's so nice, so beautiful. I love drinking beer on the by until the sun goes down. <laughs> this, and that's another thing. Like this time of the year, the time change, like yeah. it just it makes me want to hibernate and just be in the house because I don't want to be outside. It's too cold. It gets dark too early. Like. Saying I'm exact, you know, me, I don't ever want to slow down. I don't ever want to be in the house. Like, it's 8 o'clock in the evening. We're sitting here on the couch. I got a cold beer in my hand, and we got, uh, hell, I will openly admit, we got Duck Dynasty on TV. I like it just because it's good, wholesome TV. And mm-hmm. every now and then they, they shoot a duck or two, and Phil's, a, Phil's always been a guy I've looked up to. Uh, so, I mean, this is, like, the most, like, calm get me to sit still you will ever get and it's basically because it's during the week yeah you know even as greg and i call the upcoming month we call it shit season because normally the winds are too high to really fish it's too cold you don't really want to duck season's over with right now as we're recording this we have this weekend and next weekend left uh of season so like this is the time that I get caught up on the the chores that I've neglected because it's duck season. Mm-hmm. I fix all the shit that I broke in the boat that I put off until the end of season. Mm-hmm. Uh, go through all my gear and, okay, I need to buy this, I need to buy that. and Figure out what all I messed up along the way and what all I broke and what all we have left. And, you know, do some revisions on that stuff, but... Outside of that, there's not a whole lot that we're going to run around and do this time of year. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not bad uh, as far as, I don't know, it's, it's it's a good time that we catch back up, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Because we go from being gone all weekend, all weekend, all weekend, to now we get to kind of hang out, catch up, get some stuff done around the house. And then for us, and then right after that, we gone again all weekend because we chasing fish. Mm-hmm. And you don't always fish with me. Um, you do a lot on the bio. Yeah. But there's times that, like, we'll go. I made a couple wade fish trips without you. I made a couple kayak trips without you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got stuff going on, I'm going fishing. That's all there is to it. Right. Um, but. And it, I want you to. Like, there's no reason to sit around the house and twiddle your thumbs like no. if i'm busy gosh go do what you love go 
go chase fish and then just come back home and cook it for me. And it's a win-win situation. <laughs> as long as I'm blacking it and throwing it over some rice, you're yeah, happy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all, I messed up. I, uh, I caught some catfish on the by and blackened them and threw them on top of a bed of boudin. And I made a, a shrimp etouffee and put it on top of that. Mm-hmm. And that is now her, like... Favorite thing for me to make. Absolutely. And uh, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing because now she's like, you need to go catch more fish. You need to go catch more fish. So it's it worked out because yep. now you want me to catch more fish. Yeah. So, but I don't know. So, uh, yeah, we uh, we do a lot of that. Did you fish a whole lot before? Before you and I got together? Not near as much as I do with you. I mean, every great once in a while, if I went to my mom's at Toledo and they were biting, I would go down there and partake, but... Yeah, you're not a sit in the same spot. Well, I say that. You can sit in the same spot and cast all day. Yeah. It just... I don't know. It depends on... If that's the mood you're in. Yeah. It's the mood I gotta be in. Yeah. But I do enjoy it a lot more, us fishing together, just... Because we interact and yeah, we, we can crack up and it's not talk and share our day and yeah, like it's it's fun, it's enjoyable when we fish together. Right. And a lot of times <laughs> when we fish together, we're running, uh, well, jug lines is what I still call them. Originally, it was a jug. It was an oil jug or a milk jug or a, a, a one liter or a two liter Coke bottle. With a string and a hook on it and a bait, and you just drop it out the by the catfish eats it, and when it starts dancing, you go pick them up. Now we've uh, upgraded, and it's a PVC pipe with a cap on each end, and it's run through a piece of pool noodle, so it has some extra flotation. Mm-hmm. Some people call them noodles. I don't say running noodles because people misinterpret that into catfish noodling when you're putting your arm in a catfish mouth. Which yes. I would absolutely love to do. If any of y'all have a place to do that and would like to invite me, I will more than gladly buy all the beer for that trip. Uh, and see, sometimes I'll save noodling because that's just, I guess, the way I was brought up calling it. But I'll let people think that that's what I'm doing is putting my hand in a hole to get a catfish. But just so they think you're just more so they think I'm more badass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, you're only a what level three, level four. Level two, fourth degree black belt. Level two, fourth degree black belt in Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. And an RN and an operating room. And mm-hmm. you hunt and you fish. I don't think it gets much more badass than that anyway. And on top of that, I'm just going to throw this out there. You back at boat trailer better than any of the guys I hunt with. <laughs> any of them. I think the only other person that, that I know that backs a trailer as well as you is Greg. Well, you can thank my mama for that. I was 18 years old, maybe even 16, backing down a boat trailer. We used to, she would pull the little pop-up camper, and I would pull a little boat, and we would follow each other up to Sam Raver, and we would go stay the weekends, and I mean, me and Mama did it. We had a pop-up when I was young. I don't miss having a pop-up. We didn't have it long, and then, uh... (laughs) My grandparents had a fifth wheel that they were selling, mm-hmm. or they decided they didn't want, and they sold it to mom and dad, and we ran that fifth wheel for the longest, and that was a game changer for us, because dad was in the bass club, and we went from fishing tournaments from sleeping in a tent, which sucks. Mm-hmm. You sleep in a tent and then go fish all day long in tournament conditions, you are worn out. Yeah. From that sun. Yeah. Well, from being beat around the boat, especially like in the early season tournaments, like this time of year tournaments, Mm -hmm. these suck when you're fishing in a tent and when you're living in a tent. Oh, yeah. Because you're freezing cold cold. all night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you're getting thrown around on the boat. But now I'll tell you like, oh, Rick Klun, he's a professional bass angler. Uh, He said he slept outside or he slept in his truck a lot because he couldn't afford a hotel room or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or he would sleep. He would have a tent and he would sleep outside. That way... Whenever he got in his boat to go fish, it warmed up for him as the day warmed up. And all these guys that stayed in the hotels, they got colder because they went from a 70-degree room to, you know, 40, 50 degrees outside. Right. So They weren't acclimated to the environment like he was. But anyway, back to the the catfish story. We, uh... (laughs) 
So, I had you running jugs with me. Running lines is what I normally call it. Which, for me, running lines consists of anything from limb lines to bake lines to jug lines to trot lines. We just run lines. But I, but I had you running lines with me for a while. Uh, I remember for a little while there, that, that particular year that you got stuck by that catfish, that was kind of a... You would call me because you got off work early, and I was off work, and I was running lines. I remember we were running your little boat mm-hmm. at the time. You yeah. had a, was a 12 or 14-foot all-wheel? I think it was 12. Yeah, it was. It was a little 12-foot all-wheel with a 15-horse thought suit. I called it Caca Fuego, which translates to uh, shit fire. But, I mean, that little boat was handy, and it would get up and go. It was, and it was so easy to run by myself. Mm-hmm. I could run jugs in it by myself and pick them up. I could pick up jugs full speed in that boat and mm-hmm. and catch fish. Yeah. <laughs> but you would call me, hey, I got off work early, and you knew I was on the by, and you'd come jump in the boat with me. Yeah. And we would run... During the middle of the week, we oh, yeah. would run. I mean, we would run all the time for a long time oh, there. I miss those days. We'll get back to it when it warms up. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, in fact, I'd like to run some around here, too. Oh, yeah. I definitely would like to get some on the water mm-hmm. around here. But uh, we were running. We were on Hilda Brent by, and uh, we caught one little old small catfish. And I threw it in the cooler, and that... It iced up and it, it slimed up. Mm-hmm. Gotten, it was in that cold cooler. Yeah. And uh, we lost a couple fish and then we didn't catch a whole lot. And I'd been drinking. I was not exactly sober when this decision crossed my mind. <laughs> and I, we decided we were leaving. And I said, well, I don't want this little bitty fish. I ain't going to clean this this one. I'm going to throw it back and let something else eat it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I chunked this dude. And I was going to throw it really high in the air and just let it land in the water. And I know people are going to come at me because it was mean or cruel or whatever. I don't know. People are going to come at me for this, but whatever. I did what I did. But it wasn't purposeful. Right? Well, I mean, I was purposely getting rid of it. Well, yeah. It away. But it wasn't. The event that occurred was right. not purposeful. No, that's you. what people are going to come at me for, for <clears throat> killing the fish and not eating it. But oh, yeah. Something else was going to eat it. There was so many gar and gators and turtles and stuff in that little piece of water. I wasn't worried about it. But uh, that fish was so slimy, it flew out of my hand. It slid out of my hand when I was straight up. So this fish goes straight up in the air. And by the time I go, oh, shit, where'd it go? I hear this smack. And it was inside your boot. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it went inside her boot, y'all, and the, the fin on the side of it stuck into her ankle. And it hit so hard, it hit the bone, and it bounced itself back out. And I don't know if you're aware of this, but those fins are barbed. Right. That's part of why it hurt so bad, because it hit, and it came out, and it pulled skin out with it. Mm-hmm. And then they have a, a it's like a venom or whatever. Yeah, like a toxin. Yeah, a neurotoxin mm-hmm. or some shit. Yeah. Y'all, at first I thought she was laughing. I didn't realize it, it went in her boot and hit her. I thought it just hit her in the leg. And I thought she was laughing. So I started laughing. And then I realized that she's crying. <laughs> and then I feel like a total asshole because here I am laughing my ass <clears throat> off and you're laying in the bottom of the boat crying. And I was like, oh God, what did I done did? And I got pissed off and I threw the catfish out in the water. And eventually, I talked you into putting your foot in the cooler with mm-hmm. all the catfish slime, and it kind of killed some of the, yeah. the well, pain. And that sound, like when it hit, you would have thought my foot broke. It because, sounded like somebody took a boat paddle and slapped the water. Yeah. It was so loud. And that was the most excruciating pain I have ever been in in but, my life. And sun got swollen up twice its size before we could even get to the ramp. Mm-hmm. It did. Couldn't hardly put weight on it. I felt so horrible the next morning. You got up to go to work and you could barely walk. And I was like, oh my God, she's just trying to make me feel worse. And like, we honestly hadn't been together that long when it happened. No, it was earlier in our relationship for sure. And I was just like, oh my God, this is just horrible. Oh my God. Like, I felt like absolute shit. You did. 
Shit. <clears throat> and then you went and got an egg strain because you were worried that something broke off in there. Yeah, because the swelling would never go down, even though I iced it. It took like two elevated. weeks. It was two weeks. Yeah. It was a solid two weeks. Yeah. But yeah. Very eventful. That's the only time you've ever been barbell one, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, that was the first time. And that was the funny thing is when we first started <laughs> catching them, you acted like you were scared to grab them. I'm like, no, I'll grab them like this. ain't going to hurt you. And I was grabbing them all the time. Yeah. And I taught you how to grab them when you were okay with them, and then you got stuck. Mm-hmm. And then I was scared. I was scared after that that you'd never want to touch catfish again, but you just went right back to grabbing yeah. them. Yeah. You just don't like it when I throw them. Yeah, there's there's a rule now on the boat: no fl- no throwing of catfish. Yeah, you just, just kind of toss them <laughs> over the side, toss them. side rails nowadays. Yeah. We don't we don't throw them up in the air. Mm-mm. That was a very uh, Lone Star inspired moment. Very much so. Very Lone Star inspired moment. I still say that you need to get a catfish tattoo down there on that scar. I know. It'd be pretty legit. It would. Maybe I will one day. It would. It uh. It ha- definitely always. It's going to be an interesting story to tell people, especially if I get the tattoo. Right. Because everybody will want to know. Oh, you got a catfish. I yeah. I even call you catfish sometimes. Mhm. And you even got me that. Uh, yeah. The bay is it the bayho? Bayho hat, hat with the catfish on mm-hmm. it. Mhm. Yeah. So now, anytime we're in the boat, that's got on your catfish. Had a choice. The old catfish <laughs> gotcha. Yep. I remember stepping on one of those things one time as a kid. Of course, I was a little barefoot by a rat. Mm-hmm. And I stepped on a, uh, God, dog, what do they call it? A, uh, gaff top. Oh, yeah. I stepped on that top, that top fin, and stuck that dude into my foot. Stephen Reed grabbed a pair of pliers and jerked it out of my foot. I was sick to my stomach. My stomach turns just telling you that. Mm. Like, oh my God. Oh, oh God, that sucks so bad. Mm. Sucks so bad. So, anyway, yeah. So, you enjoy the fishing with me during the spring and Absolutely. summer, and you like your time to yourself. Whenever I'm hunting, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a balance. You did go on one hunt with me. I did, yeah, last season in twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah, the twenty two twenty three season. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it was a that was a very unsuccessful hunt, but we had a good time. We had a good time, and it was interesting to actually get to see that. I mean, going out super early in the morning, it's pitch black. You're very familiar with the water. I am not. And it was foggy. So. I run without lights a lot of times on the bio. Yeah. And that freaks people out. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you had lights on. Spotlight or something. But it was an interesting ride getting there for sure. Um, Seeing the sunrise. See, I don't even remember the ride getting there. I didn't think it was. It's just normal to you. (laughs) Morning traffic, you know. Yeah. Morning commute to the office. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd like to get into it more, maybe one of these days. We need to get a hunt together with Lauren. I know, uh, you'd probably be a little more comfortable hunting with her a little bit. Yeah. She's fun to hunt with too. I would love to go on a hunt with her. She gets bored and talks a lot of shit and it's, you know, it's Lauren. She's good people. Maybe we can make that for the. I'd like to get a till season hunt together for all of us. Because I know you, you don't do well with cold weather. and That's a early season. It's still hot. Hell, I hunt till season in shorts normally. Yeah. So, it'd be a fun time. We definitely need to figure something out. Yeah. Other than that, um, speaking of my, you supporting my obsession, you uh, talked me into buying a puppy. Hmm. Old rascal. Old rascal, man. I was convinced that I was going to buy a finished dog. My uh, my current black lab is highly retired, 13, 14-year-old lab. He's completely deaf, going blind. His joints are falling out. He's, uh, uh, he's probably not, not, many, not many years left in life. No. Uh, and I wouldn't even count 
years probably at this point, to be honest. But uh, I needed a new working dog, and I had convinced myself that I was going to buy a finished dog. And you had convinced yourself that you wanted a puppy. Mm-hmm. Because the puppy breath and all the lovings, and they're just so cuddly. So it's now sweet. we have a, what, he's, what, nine weeks old now? He'll be nine weeks old tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you still feel <clears throat> like this was a good decision? I do. Yeah. He's honestly not bad. He's not. And he's getting a little bit older. He's starting to listen a little bit better. Yeah. Um, it's been a trip though. I forgot what it's like to have a puppy. Good God, my last one was fourteen, fifteen years ago. You know. Oh well, see, I had oh, a puppy two years ago. Right. So. Right. <clears throat> He's. I feel like, and it might be because you do have a two-year-old dog here with him. Uh, I feel like he's developing fast. He's not. He like earlier. He whined and went to the back door. Like he knows. Mm-hmm. When to tell us that he needs to go to the bathroom. Like, he's already housework. Yeah. He's learning fast. Uh, very fast. Very fast. Mm-hmm. Labs are extremely smart. And then his his little uh, uh, accomplice in crime here is a blue healer who is also extremely smart. Yes. Uh, she's so smart. She's hilarious. You talk to her like a dog and she looks at you like you're stupid. You talk to her like a person and she listens to you all day. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Yeah. Huh? <laughs> He's trying to speak to me in sign language. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So it's a, uh, it's been quite the adjustment having the puppy here, but he's good. He's gonna get sent to. Uh, he's gonna get sent to school here pretty soon. Not soon enough. Yeah. Not soon enough. But, We're uh, going to miss him. Like, it's going to be weird him not being here while he's gone. That's part of why I picked <clears throat> a, a local trainer. And this is something that I would suggest for anybody that's that's going into the, the new dog thing. So, my last dog, I trained myself. And uh, I did with uh, a lot of people say that it's an outdated method. But I used the water dog book and uh, trained him from that. Uh, Richard Walters, I want to say is the guy's name. Uh, I trained him from that method and uh, extremely, extremely, extremely good hunting dog. He's, he's, uh, I can't count how many birds that dog's picked up in his career. Absolutely amazing dog. Um, so I had a started dog a while back and I thought, man, I'm going to finish this dog. And, I quickly learned that I do not have the time or the patience anymore to train a dog myself. So whenever I got this dog, I picked a trainer that I knew. And uh, I'll shout out to him, Brad Bowie at Saltgrass Retrievers. Um, he's a local guy. He's he's trained a lot of dogs I know. He's very, very well respected, very well known. He trains very good um Hunt test dogs, field trial dogs, whatnot. Um, but what I'm getting at is I picked there, – there, there's also another guy that's also an extremely good trainer. His name is Daniel Goldsby, and he has Goldsby, tra- Goldsby Retrievers. or I think that's what it's called. But uh, he's over in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went with Brad for a couple reasons, but one of the big reasons is because he's 30 minutes down the road from me. Mm-hmm. You know, I can still go on the weekends. I can schedule an appointment, go on the weekends, and work with my dog with Brad every weekend. Yeah. Every Saturday or every Sunday after church and handle him through his progression. That way he never loses that bond that we have developed. Mm-hmm. And we never... A lot of times guys will pick dogs up from the trainer's and the dog will work better for the trainer than they will for them because they haven't worked for them in that whole time. Right. And it makes sense. Yeah. So I wanted to pick somebody closer so that we can be there hands-on with the situation. And I wanted I purposely picked a trainer that I knew was uh, uh, accepting of that, and he, he appreciates that. He's, yeah. He, he likes that. Mm-hmm. So 
I'm looking forward to that as well. It'll be cool to watch him grow and watch him learn. Right. You know? I mean, Absolutely. He's, he's such a smart little dog already, and he's mm-hmm. so eager to learn and eager to please. He's he's going to make a good pup. He yeah. really is. I, I think, think so. And if he doesn't, then good God, I don't know what I'm going to do. But, yeah. I think he's going to do great. He'll, he will be. He'll be great. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, other than that, so uh, duck season's pretty well wrapping up for us. Um. Like I said, we've got this weekend and next left. I don't know how much of it I'm going to hunt. The birds never really migrated this year. We've talked about that multiple times on here. I'm not going to bore y'all to death with that. Uh, the next big thing is the CCA banquet. Um, the Sawgrass chapter is what they call it, which is the chapter here nearest. Those, those of y'all that don't know, CCA is Coastal Conservation Association. And uh, they're basically like what Delta Waterfowl does for ducks. They do for uh, the Texas Gulf Coast. Or, well, I think it's more than just Texas. I'm sorry. But uh, really good group of guys in our area have that chapter. They've got the banquet coming up. I think you're trying to find the date. I am. Didn't I send you the flyer? Yeah. Oh, here it is. It's February 29th, a Thursday. Okay. February 29th. Uh, is when this banquet is. If y'all have any questions about it, holler at your boy. I'll help you out. Um, I can get you in touch with the guys that have the tickets. <clears throat> They're fairly reasonable. All the money goes to conservation. It's uh, Anybody that's listened to this before knows it's something I'm extremely passionate about. You know, if we don't take care of what we have, we won't have it. You know, and there's, there's a lot going on right now. There's a lot of things that we discussed earlier. Did I ever tell you about what's going on with the shrimp industry? No. So, and this is a weird thing, and it does tie to all this, and you'll understand it in a minute. From a conservation standpoint, this worries me. So, um, you know, the fishers had the shrimp house and everything, and they're real big into that. And I called to find out about buying some shrimp. Mm-hmm. They're not even running their shrimp boats right now. They haven't ran their shrimp boats in like six, eight months because some um, – some bureaucrats up in some office decided it was a good idea to open up uh, international trade on shrimp again. And so they passed the thing and let them do it, and uh, which they hadn't done in forever. Mm-hmm. And some billions of pounds of shrimp from Indonesia is now in our markets. And to the point that they have flooded the markets to the point that you you can't really afford to even run a shrimp boat right now. You're not making any money on it. That's and so what it did was it put all these shrimpers out of business. It put all these shrimp houses out of business. And so now what's going to happen is our waters are going to be overpopulated in shrimp. Mm-hmm. You know, and what all what all lasting effects are going to come from that? You know, that's right. kind of my thing on that. Yeah. Is so I'm sure that there there's some shrimpers still out there selling catching and selling shrimp because. You're still buying live bait shrimp, but that's going to go up, mm-hmm. you know, and that's going to turn into an issue. Mm-hmm. And then, like, our fisheries are going to be affected by it because now there's more shrimp in our fishery than normal. Right. So, is that going to, are the shrimp, and I don't even know, I, I don't want to sound like an idiot on here, but I'm not even really sure what all shrimp feed off of. I really don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't want to look into that, but, um, <clears throat> I mean, are the shrimp going to eat up? more of it now that there's more shrimp in the waters that aren't getting taken out by by these resources mm-hmm. you know and then from that the there's more and more shrimp in the waterways so the fish are going to be eating them more it's gonna be harder to catch a fish yeah it's gonna be like harder it. to catch a fish <laughs> which down here in the beautiful gulf coast of texas it's that's kind of scary because it is so easy to catch a fish right now. <laughs> Saltwater fish are so easy to catch. Um, you know, I, you, there's there's all kind of jokes about that saltwater versus freshwater, and that God created saltwater so anybody can catch a fish, and He created freshwater so anglers can catch fish. But I've heard it the other way around too. So, hmm. uh, goes both ways, I guess. I mean, I've never had a problem catching a green fish or a saltwater fish, you know, so. Me neither, really. I mean, if you're oh, at least out there attempting. Oh, look out, Miss Badass Angler here. 
No. But no, no but in all honesty, no, I've... I do have to say, though, I did catch a pretty big black drum. You did? One, which I, has been many years and, ago, just like off of one of the balcony, or the little piers by um, Stingery. Stingery. Yeah. It was on that little waterway there. Fought that thing for probably a good 30, 45 minutes. But I do know the last time we went fishing, me and D both backboated you and busted that ass. Yeah. Unfortunately, you didn't catch a thing. And Y'all me got and that both one fish. day victory. That one day victory. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll hold on to that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, did I tell you that uh, I kind of changed up my my catfish line bait and we were hammering on it? Yeah. What was it that it, worked it was good? I will tell everybody. It's oh, chicken yeah. hearts. Chicken hearts. That's what it was. Chicken hearts, buy you a tray of $2 chicken hearts, throw it in a gallon Ziploc bag, get you a jar of that minced garlic and throw in with it. High chicken hearts soaked in garlic. They fit the hook perfect. They, they're tougher. They stay on the hook, eat better. Hey, we did good on that. Hey, I would rather mess with any of that covered in garlic than Catfish Charlie. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm when, all for that. When I was young, my papa ran lines all the time. I mean, all the time. And he had a camper on the bed of his truck, right? And he had a, he always had trot lining equipment in the bed, bed of his truck at all times. Mm-hmm. He might see a ditch and tie off on one side and throw line it across. Like, he, look, Papa was down to catch some catfish mm-hmm. at any given time. But I, I crawled up in the bed of his truck one time and was playing in this bucket of catfish, Charlie. <laughs> and, uh, Man, I come back in the house. My dad said, where you been, boy? Papa kind of, I know exactly where he been. Dad said, where's that, Dad? He said, bed of my truck. Smell that boy's hands. And I stuck my hand up my dad's nose. Oh, he liked to puke. What the hell? Is- <laughs> Smell like you been digging in your ass, boy. That is some catfish stink bait. Nasty stuff. But it brings the fish. It does. I just don't use it that much. And that does not hurt my feelings. Let's not start <laughs> using it either. <laughs> I use that mess with that stuff for, gosh, probably six, eight years. I do not miss it. <laughs> the best thing in the world is some little bitty small uh, bluegill. A little bitty small bluegill. Oh, yes. Oh, my yes. God. Yep. That's. Hunter hollered at me the other day. He had some uh some bank lines that he was going to put out with some small bluegill, but apparently Gio had other plans for him, so he didn't go. Mm. But, yeah, they catch. Oh, yeah, they definitely do. They catch. We used to run trot lines like that, which. That's what D does. If I'm running a trot line nowadays, it, uh, you better. <laughs> it's slim pickings for me to run a trot line, but I just, there's so much work. Right. Put it out. Drop. Put your stages on. Bait it all up. You know. We should put one up at Mom's place this summer. And we can. And I've run them. I run them on the bike. It just it's so much easier to drop jugs and keep driving. Oh yeah, for sure. I definitely prefer that. Over so much easier helping check the trot line. I would. Or even limb that. lines. I'd rather run limb lines than trot lines. I've never done the limb lines. Really? Maybe we can do that this year. We'll we'll, we'll run some bank lines and some limb lines. The bank lines are cool. I used to make them myself out of like one inch PVC. Mm-hmm. Run your rope through it just like you would a gator pole. Run your rope through it and then tie off your uh, mono to it, to that rope. When mm-hmm. I say rope, I mean like uh, the main line of a trot line size rope. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, tie off to it with a mono, drop down with a hook, and uh, put a weight on it if you want, whatever. And then you just take a rubber mallet and you drive that into the bank and you put your uh put your bait on it and drop them anywhere you know because it's it's basically a limb line where you don't have a limb right. you know what I mean yeah but uh, Hunter was saying up here at Watts you ever been to that place at Watts Watts no uh it's a little tackle shop up here um past a little Palermo and stuff. Oh, okay. Like going towards Evadale? Yeah, he said mm-hmm. they have some made out of like, uh, I think it's like them arbor poles. It's like those PV, the fiberglass poles that they put in the ground to tie trees to when they're growing them. Mm-hmm. They're made out of those. Okay. 
And uh, he said they're they're good price. I said it's just it's just as easy and cheap to buy them from them as it is to make them. Yeah. And uh, you drive them into the ground and hook your put your bait on them and gun. <laughs> there's uh, any of y'all that are still listening to this that want to hear about that or want to watch about that. There's a YouTube thing called Mud Bums. You ever heard of Mud Bums? No. We'll have to watch it. It's pretty awesome. But they have a um, they have a store. And they sell, uh, I forget what they call theirs, but it's that's what they are. They're bank bowls like that. Okay. I forget what they call them, but pretty cool stuff. Speaking of people and selling, uh, I do want to shout out again to Cajun Duck Supply. Uh, man, any of y'all that are, I know duck season's coming to an end, but hell, he makes a, a floating keychain for your boat keys. And, uh. He makes a uh, he makes a really good lanyard, and I wouldn't mind um, getting him to make me a lanyard. He, it's out of steel coated cable. Whenever I put my new trolling motor on my boat with a remote control, I think I want to get him to make me a lanyard for that too. But uh, y'all check him out. Any of y'all that, that duck hunt, uh, he makes some really good bird straps, really good call lanyards. He can custom make stuff. I I asked him for. A lanyard for a dog whistle and like a for a little two drop for during early teal and stuff and he did a really nice job but really fast really fast he like <laughs> mocked it up and sent me pictures he's like is this what you want and i'm like that's exactly what i want he was like all right cool this is how you pay for it it'll ship out in the next 30 minutes and literally 10 minutes later i got an email saying that it was shipped and here's my tracking number and i got it here in two days now he's right around the corner from us in louisiana so i got it extremely quick but Good God, this guy's customer service. It was good. Yeah. yeah. For a one-guy operation yeah. working out of his garage. And his product is great. His product's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really want to do a lot more work with him. He's got some really cool hoodies he just released. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's got some really good stuff. Um, I really want to do a lot more work with him this year uh, coming up. He's he's going places. Yeah. He's going places for sure. Yeah. I really enjoy his stuff. It's awesome. But, uh, yeah, uh, other than that, do we have any other new cool stuff? Got those new ACC crappie sticks, right? Yes, I can't wait to use those. Yeah. That was our big Christmas gift from my family this year. Yeah, we both got ACC crappie sticks. Pretty legit. The little dock shooter rod. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the rascal, he's awake now. Yep. Uh Little dock shooter rod, a uh, little ultralight, little crappie rod through a little uh, size 10. Is that what it is? I don't know. I'm really, really getting, just now getting big into crappie, so you can correct me if I'm wrong, and I probably am, but it's a little bitty reel. I think it's a size 10 spinning reel. I just went with the Quantums, old school, uh, just kind of a, a nod to what I was raised on there. And uh, some Mr. Crappie four pound test line, and hopefully we're gonna go put them to the test this weekend. There's our rascal man. Yep. He okay. just woke up looking for a new place to sleep, huh? Mm-hmm. What were you gonna say? Um, give a shout out to Sure Shot. Yeah, Sure Shot game calls as always, doing it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got everything you need from hats to apparel to you were pretty impressed with the store weren't you their store is very nice and the customer service there is great as well i mean so tell them about your experience there you stopped by and what now stopped by and um you know i really didn't know what i was looking for um but i kind of told the owner that was there kind of what i was wanting and um he then basically knew what i was wanting was the new nxt call and they didn't have any he was like, but give us a call in like a week. He's like, we'll be getting some more in. I was like, okay, great. So I called and he was like, yeah, we got some in. Come on in, check us out. So we did and got a call and got you, got a hat, got some new shirts. I mean, their store is cute. If It's right next to Rayo's. So go in there, get the guys something, go over to Rayo's, get you a cup of coffee, maybe a sweet treat. I mean, it's a win-win situation here in Beaumont for it. And there's a gun store in between the two. <clears throat> there is a gun store in between the two. So, funny story. I actually walked into the gun store first, thinking that I was going into Sure Shot, 
And I walked in there, and there's nothing but guns. And they were like, ma'am, can I help you? I said, yeah, I'm needing to get a duck call for my boyfriend. And they're like, well, that's the store next door. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in the wrong place for that. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's a really cool place. Everybody should check it out. And if you don't know what you're looking for, then the guys there definitely can help you out. Yeah. Um, so that's now on. Oh, God, I can't remember his name. It's going to drive me nuts. But the guy you dealt with, uh, um, man, his name's on the tip of my tongue, too. Good God. It's just one of those nights tonight. He's. I've known him for a while. He he hunts a lot of the same places I hunt. He's on the Bayou Dragons podcast a lot. They call him Swamp Seeker on there. Texas Naturalist. Texas Naturalist Outdoors or something, I want to say, is his Instagram. This dude is absolutely incredibly crazy knowledgeable on, like, uh animals and environments and like just oh my god like the the knowledge that he has is ungodly and he's so easy to talk with so easy and he's just he just wants to help everybody yeah really really good guys y'all check them out sure shot game calls it's been a big big staple in my family my entire life uh i will always stand behind their product every call on my lanyard is from sure shot my last dog was named after their own, after the the Jensen. His name is Jensen. My current dog is named Rascal after their Rascal whistle. Uh, it's got to keep the theme going. Yeah, yeah. Sure Shot has. <laughs> they've never done me wrong, and they never will. Amazing, amazing company. I can't say enough. Jay Bruce, that's the guy that owns yeah. it now. Jay yeah. Bruce. Oh, uh, they're amazing company. Amazing company, and I love the way. Jay took over and he changed some of the marketing and he pushed it out more and it's he grew the company into what it could be instead of just this little mom and pop thing that'll never leave Groves. That's where it's originally from. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, okay. No, I didn't. Yeah. Yep. But uh yeah, pretty cool times. Uh so anyway, we've got a lot more new stuff coming up. I know this is kind of a different, like really impromptu and a really a calm podcast for us whole lot less yelling at each other and cussing people, which you don't listen to our podcast ever, do you? No, not I, hardly. I don't blame you. You listen to me enough. I do. Uh, um, thank you for understanding. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't blame you a bit. I wouldn't want to listen to me all the time either. But this was fun. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to do it again. Yeah, and we will. We will. We'll talk. Uh, I'm going I'm to finally get you on a redfish. We'll have you on again mm, after that. That sounds amazing. Maybe 2024 will be the year. The year of the redfish? The year of the redfish. Is that, uh, is that how the Chinese New Year works? Ow! Rascal's teeth getting you? Yeah, he's chewing on my finger. But, uh, yeah, the year of the redfish. Uh, hopefully we get you on some trout and some flounder, too. I like it. The only saltwater fish you ever caught was that black drum, That huh? black drum, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll get you on some fish. Awesome. We'll get you on some fish for sure. But, uh... And then we also have the, the crawfish traps that I randomly bought on a whim. Crawfish I'm going to wind up catching crawfish. We'll see how that goes. We're going to turn into some crawfishers. <laughs> you watch. You watch. As expensive as those things are right now, we hopefully we can catch enough. I, you know, we catch enough. <laughs> we can like we can start a freaking college fund for kids that aren't even created yet. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's pretty damn. Possibilities. Did you endless. see how much they're selling for right now in the restaurants? I think it was like, what, six? I saw somebody saying 18 a pound. So it might have been 18. I 18 thought it was 16, 18. funky dollars a pound. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of things in my life, but I'm not liking enough to pay $18 a pound. No. Especially when you got to eat 5, 10 pounds to even feel like you ate anything. Right. Like, there ain't no way. Yeah. No way. No, thank king you. King crabs less than that. Yeah. Alaskan king crab sells for less than that. Mm-hmm. And that shit's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Crazy times we're in right now. But it's, you know, it's we had that drought, so there's going to be fewer crawfish. Mm-hmm. And then we had that, you want a wet summer. And then we had this hard freeze, which means the crawfish that were starting to show up just went back underground more. Right. So, we're going to have a later season 
uh, I don't know. It's going to be rough. It's going to be rough for the old crawfishermen this year. It's, it's not looking too good. I don't know. We, uh, going to be few and far between crawfish bowls around this place. I know that. Mm -hmm. We'll be catching some crabs. And apparently not buying shrimp from anybody local. <laughs> apparently not. Crazy times. Mm -hmm. Crazy, crazy times. Very crazy. Uh, all right. Well, I guess we're about there. Yeah. You, you got anything you want to add to this? So we ladies, all kind I just say ladies, support your man in duck season. Like, let them have that time. They they wait all year long for that. Let them have the 60 days a season. And you have, what, 10 months out of the rest of the year? It's 365 days in a year. Yeah. Only 60 of them stuck. So just just support them and, and their outdoor hobbies that they like to do. Because they support us and all our crazy things. So that's all I don't all even I understand half the crap you do, but yeah. Take my credit card. <laughs> but that's it. Just all right. So everybody has their own little catchphrases they always say to end this with. You got something you want to come up with? It's got to be on the fly. Can't do it. I have no idea. So Greg's is stay avid. Okay. Chance normally goes if you can't make every weld in the jack stands, which means. It's not everything's going to be easy in life. Yeah. I, I I stole old Phil Robinson Faith Family Duck for a little while. I do the, you can't kill him on the couch, can't catch him on the couch. I kind of bounce all around. Mm. Anything, anything pop up in your head? I mean, I could steal one, but. What you got? <laughs> Happy, happy, happy. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate y'all, and uh, I hope y'all enjoyed it. Like I said, it's a little different. We've got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Going to have a, a musician friend of mine, Ethan Osborne, on pretty soon, too. That's going to be a fun time. We've got a lot of guests coming up. We've got a lot of cool things. Tagged and Bandit's going to – we're going to focus on us a lot more this year. So I hope that uh, you as listeners focus on uh, listening to us and supporting us. I appreciate y'all.